Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Bar owner Tony David's family is at stake as we explore the wildfire bistro in Aurora, Colorado. Will his family stay together? We ask all of that and more today here on the Bar Rescue After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, welcome to the Bar Rescue After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Today we're covering Season 6, Episode 47 of Bar Rescue. Of course, this is about the Wildfire Bistro, soon to become Prime Bar. Great episode. I think it's interesting. I think Kevin and I aren't on exactly the same page about this episode. Good episode. Good episode. Not great for you, which is totally fine. I... You know I'm jones- jonesing for a wackadoodle. We need a wackadoodle. Or someone evil. I think what I appreciated about this episode... The sweet spot is when you get both, but I'll set up <laughs> one or the other. But go ahead. I was just going to say, I do agree. We-, we are due for that, but what I liked about this episode was I think they did a smart job of producing what they had here. I thought the family stuff was interesting. I thought the call with Nick was interesting. I think, to me, they just did a good job what, of making the most... What do you mean the, the call with Nick? When they, like, Nick wasn't in the picture at first, and then they brought Nick back into the picture and then had that conversation. Oh, the son. The son, yes. Yes. I just, that stuff yeah. worked and, for me. And you know what? It, it did. And, and, they, and, and also, it was the first time that, it's the first time I remember that we, we had a that competent mm-hmm. of a child. The, the last time we had a competent kid was the horse bar, mm. or the horse who crapped in the bar. The daughter actually was holding the whole family together, but she was young. She was still in college. So I was like, I, that was great. That was, that was great. I I felt like it was authentic. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's turning into family rescue a little bit. And, um, you know, you want, you want a sociopathic pirate? (laughs) Well, I, I, if I did sociopathic pirate every week, I probably would get bored. (laughs) We're due for one. So I like the tear jerkers too, but, um, but I'm just, Jeff, do I ask for much? I only ask John to make 40 of these a year. Not a big deal. <laughs> you know. Well, guys, speaking of sociopathic pirates, I just remember we haven't introduced ourselves yet. My name is Jeff Graham. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're a regular, you know that I'm here every week with my um, co-conspirator, CEO, uh, CCO of AfterBuzz TV founder, Kevin Undergaro. Yes. Um, and Barsky Superfan. If you're watching the YouTube, you will see that he is, in fact, wearing a Taffer shirt. It says shut it John down. John gave me this shirt, by the way. Shut it down. Trademarked by John. It is very cool, I will Isn't say. Cool I, I like the design. Yeah. I yeah. want one for Jeff that just says... I'll get you one. Goy 24-7. <laughs> Jeff. Okay, you can't say that anymore. It's not It's not okay? It's not appropriate. You're offending the Goys. Fair enough. I, if I am one, I can... Appra- you, I, no, I don't one. know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but not with your... No, not when you're... Fair uh, enough. Who you are. You can't. Maybe, maybe you I just, can't. Yeah, we had... 2,000 years of great jokes from our culture. It's a good run. That's it. We had a great run. <laughs> it's a great that's run. It. No more. Only J-Lo in the booth. You can make fun of us, J-Lo. 
our producer JLo. JLo, I'm going to say hi real quick just because you did a great job prepping us today. JLo, how was your weekend quickly? It was good. It was busy working at my other job. I love and, it. And, you know, just came here last night to do El Secreto de Selena on our After Buzz TV yeah. Latino. And Absolutely. And Shishado, Telemundo had co- contacted us to compliment us on the amazing job. We are the first network to be producing uh, Latino after shows. And J-Lo has been spearheading that. J-Lo, congratulations on that. And uh, this is our Jennifer Lopez, by the way. Yes. I know there's the other one, but we have ours at AfterBuzz. And uh, yeah, Telemundo had contacted our editor-in-chief and just said what a spectacular job that we're doing and how honored they are that we're doing it. And um, yeah, really good stuff. And, and, and you know, J-Lo, I love you producing this show because you've worked in retail for so long. So you understand customer relations and things like that. Oh, definitely. I think that's where I learned at a pretty young age. I know when going in, I used to come home crying because I was like, why are these people being so mean to me? But then you caught on and you learn and you get a thicker skin and you just, you know, not everybody's going to be nice. Not as you could give them as much customer service as you can. But there's always going to be that one person that just wants to be left alone. And you just got to deal with it and just kind of work with them and learn different personalities so this, yeah this retail place has definitely helped me uh learn about myself and of course other personalities yeah, well. it's funny because going back to bar rescue i was thinking of this today and i know because we'll have a bar rescue update oh, <laughs> with this bar we will I, you know it i get okay john's talent for being creative to create an amazing concept okay i get like that is something you're not going to be born with mm-hmm but once you have these places, Jeff, and you know, like you, I know you're young, but now you've been here for about two years. Mm, actually, coming up on four in August. Kev. Four years. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. Terrible time, of me. time goes so it fast. It does. But um, I'm glad my uh, presence at this company's been <laughs> so made significant. Uh, Cheers. Well, but here's the thing, Jeff. I, I, it does not. It's not rocket science, right? What I mean, the part that's bar science, like bar science, when yes, that part for John to you know come up with a concept and a brand, and then give you kind of all the instructions on how to operate the brand. I understand that's bar science, and there's very few people born with that. But after that, it's just actually giving. You know, how many times do I always say, and I'm being facetious, Jeff, when I do, but I say, oh, Jeff, like okay, for example, J Lo. Tested all the lights in our studio today, yep. and you, and I just said, "Wow, it's amazing that someone actually is giving an <laughs> F." And you, you know what I mean? But it's like that's I've been asking for that kind of quality control for eight years right. with multiple staff members, and literally J Lo is the first <laughs> to take it serious. So thank you, J Lo, by the way. But also, like, is that really rocket science? To is some of the stuff that we're seeing rocket science? It's just given a crap. Yeah, it's just owners and giving a shit, and then being on their people for them to give a shit or getting people that care, and that's so that's half of it. And so much of this is that so true. I mean, they, they don't they don't put the time in and they don't care. I think that line of results between caring and not caring is crazy. But I will say, or putting the time in. No, okay, yes. Do they care? Yeah, they care about the result. Oh, I want to make a lot of money. I care. I love my bar. Mm. But when I mean care, it's like you care enough about the details to make sure the food is fresh, to make sure the drinks are coming out consistently, make sure people aren't stealing, make sure customers are happy, making sure staff is treating customers well. I mean, all those things, the details. Yeah, I mean. And these are choices, Jeff. These aren't. 
it, it's choices. It's it's not you don't need to be John Taffer, right? To figure that out. And when you get the gift of Taffer to come in, why? It, so that's always what befalls my mind, and that's why when he walks away, I think it's probably seventy percent of these bars, you know, don't they might even if they don't sell, they they just kind of go back to their malaise because that's what it is. You know, you can They don't care, they don't they're not into the details. It takes a week to make over a bar, but it takes a lot longer to make over a heart. Yes. I think well, that's kind of what we're getting at. Yeah. Hire for heart, train for skill. Yeah. You know, and um but I mean, we've seen great bartenders on the show that are amazing at mixing drinks and fast and few and far between. But um or you know, they're really good with the regulars and they're comfortable with that. But I'd rather, much rather have someone with heart. Mm. Look at John. How who he gravitates to the guy in the kitchen, the cook. Yeah, he was like, you're, he from go. He was like, you're hustling, you're working your ass off. He had a heart. Mm-hmm. He had heart. So he was like, no, you're amazing from go. So true. Well, what I appreciate about this episode, and we're going to cover it in depth, but I felt like this episode had a heart that the show often it, leans into, but I just found myself surprised by some of these decisions. There was a lot of like bar rescue rarities in this episode. One of them being um, Mia Mastriani going I mean, off. Mia, I say it all the time, Mia Mastriani, Phil Wells, and Lisa Marie Joyce. Yep. These three... John could do a spinoff series just with these three, but a spe- but I have to say, Mia would be Mia's the captain. Yeah, because she goes rogue. She does. She goes rogue. There was that one shot. I was going to take a screen grab of it and tweet it. I mean, not tweet it, but texture it. There's that one shot where the guy's singing "Oh, Danny Boy," and you just see her standing there with the arms folded, like she's going to stab him. Rage. I think it's probably hard for someone like Mia, who's so put together and so type A. To watch people who don't care. You know, it's what we're talking about, Kev, is that line between giving an F. If you are a given F type of person, sometimes it can be challenging to watch people who don't because it can't compute. You know, why wouldn't you? And Mia does a great job of reaching those people. In particular, she did an exercise today that I thought really did a good job of reorienting the staff. But it must be so frustrating for her to see the gift that John is giving them and yet still oh, not, you know. Yes. And that she's giving them too. But she, it's like, she's one of the best I, bar I, mixologists in the world. She, I mean, she's lightning fast. She's, but she, she's great on camera. I mean, I can't say enough about Mia. And I, and I, I've even said to Mia, Mia, please, why don't you open mm-hmm. a bar? And she, I just don't, you know, want to. Like, if the, if I was ever going to write a check and and give someone a bar, the, Lisa Marie Phil or her would be in yeah. two seconds. But I remember talking to Mia, and like, she's like, nah. I think she likes um, consulting now and kind mm-hmm. of being this bar guru you know like a junior john but she's i mean like like it, there's no producer in her ear i'm just really proud of her for just yeah. she went off she and i felt like she screaming meant it. no she meant it she's not an actor yeah. you, have you met mia i said i felt like she meant it oh, I'm yeah, uh, yeah. You. have you met her though yeah i met her when she came in it was kind of before i was a bar rescue fan though so okay. i didn't really have the yeah no no she's she's as straight an arrow like I, I wish she had that in her right. to be a little bit more bend the rules, yeah, little razzle dazzle, a little bit showmanship. John knows how to be a She's showman. She's kind of got Maria shade, shades of Maria a little bit. Yes, but even Maria can can go. Listen, she's acted before. She's like Mia is just right. She is so passionate about the bar business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to when it was always such a pleasure to go to Soho House, and she was head bartender there. Yeah. 
and um, you would get the most amazing freaking service. I'm sure. And just and just running the bar just like a Swiss watch. And it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Your bar going experience is significantly different. If you feel like you're in a luxury experience, you know, like Mia's job at Soho House is to create an environment that matches the title of that place. And she does it. I went into it's a, a big, bar. Big shoes. This weekend I went into a bar. Um, I went to dinner and then I was like, all right, let's go to a bar. So we went to a bar and, um, you know, it was probably 20 minutes before anyone came down to service us like and uh, that's generally been my experience with la bars yeah because the bartenders are stars and it's not mia is a career maria's a uh mia is a career hospitality like she and a lot of la bartenders aren't you know they're just no No, i'm doing this until i become a star right so, you know. God bless me, Mastriani. Um, let's talk about who else this episode features. <laughs> I want to spend a little bit of time talking about Tony David. Two first names. Before that, though, Chef Nick. Oh, yeah. Let's hop on Chef. Finished. Chef Michael Ferraro. We Michael, had I'm sorry. Yeah, you're fine. So, I always mix up Mike and Nick. Yep. He's also one of the best. So I loved the food he brought. Today. Yeah, he's outstanding. He's outstanding. I'm glad you're crediting him. And we will yeah. talk more in depth about Michael. But they both... But I love how John... <laughs> He was just so disgusted. He sent them in. He couldn't even. De- he couldn't even deal with it. And you guys go in. I almost don't. You almost feel like Michael is similarly Type A. I felt like we had like the Type A like. Oh yeah, which is fun. It's it was a yeah. fun like the drill sergeant because I love how we have such a variety. We have you know Vic Vegas who's amazing, but a little rougher around the edges. Yeah, no, he, he he'll he'll color outside the lines. Yeah, whereas I think Michael and me up. No, yeah. clockwork. Well, that's the you know I wonder if the producers. No, we know that because when we've seen Lisa Marie, Marie Joyce be paired with Vic Vegas, it's always for the rock and roll bar. Oh, yeah. That meant, you know, it's the color outside the lines bars that like they know to pair them. Yeah. So, yeah, probably they know that this we needed the two type A's. Well, it was great. Just great, great um, appearances by Mia and Michael. We have to talk about Tony David, our star. Two first names, <laughs> oh, first of all. Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> Uh, there's something Jeff, painful. you sang on cruises. I sure did. So that's probably why this touched your heart. Maybe that's part of it. But I will say there's something a little tragic to me, Kev, about the entertainer who just can't let it go. There's something sort of existentially heartbreaking about this to okay. me. Okay. Now, wait a second. Here's my counterpoint. Okay. Wonder Bar <laughs> was the failed entertainer who couldn't let it go. So you're, yeah. you, we need to do Pirates. We've done Wonder Bar. But you did you do? I know that, but you did Wonder Bar with me. I believe we did. No, that was the that indoor was outdoor. So right? long ago. No, the Wonder Bar. Maybe it was a whack. Like just, uh, just only one notch shy of pirates. <laughs> she was amazing. Hey, um, J Lo, can you pull up? Can you find? Uh, type in Wonder Bar singing. See what comes up. Bar Rescue. See what comes up on YouTube. You might be able to see this lady. But oh. my point is. This is a lady that falls back into what you're saying is a failed entertainer. Okay. This guy had a a quarter of a million dollars to invest in this bar. True. He had money. It seemed like he was a successful entertainer. Okay. In terms of local, probably he was probably legit a wedding singer. Yeah. Which so that's so. And I will say this: his voice was. Pretty amazing. It was nice. Did you listen? It was really so. It what he we've seen the am we've seen we've seen the failed rock star do a bar. Um, we we and I don't remember the name of it, but and we've seen the lady from Wonder Bar. Um, 
Oh, Jeff, check this out. Oh, so wait. we're trying to pull it in now. See, do we have uh, JLo? See if we have her performing. Is it just the whole episode? They probably don't have clips up. There we go. Oh, oh JLo. Yeah. Okay. Give it. Can we get some audio, JLo? Look at John. And we'll make sure we commentate this audio, JLo. Yeah, yeah. Just bump it up a little bit so we can listen. Yeah, I want to be able to hear. Okay, we're working on it. While JLo's getting that queued up. Um, I hear your point, Kev. It is fair. I, I don't want to be too hard so on this guy. So I don't guy, think but... he was a failed. I just think that that's all he was. You know what it might he's be? He's a wedding singer. That, be... He's not a bar owner or a restaurateur. He's that's a wedding fair. singer. That's his thing. It might be because he looked so much like Wayne Newton. I just couldn't help but feel like he I was... I know, but you have to remember, Jeff, you're a Midwestern. Yeah. There's an audience for that. Oh, absolutely. You it's know true. what I mean? Like, there's people who would like, like my mom, <laughs> like, they would Slash love to have everyone the from one or two glasses of wine yeah. and hear him sing. They would love that. Yeah. It's fair. It's a good point. Okay. Okay, Ooh. so this is a little wonder bar. Okay. Okay, look at the faces. <laughs> look at John Taffer's face. We're start that one again. Oh my god. See? A whack sing. She can't Jocko, she can't up and sing! The sad thing is, if she didn't move to River North Chicago, <laughs> she could own some little bar somewhere, yeah. pay two thousand yeah. dollars a month rent, mm-hmm. and she could live her dream playing music and be doing it. But the fact of the matter is, she put herself in a premium space Ooh. at eighteen thousand dollars a month, and now <laughs> she's. Wow! Oh man! Yeah. Well, it's another one I, to add to the watch okay, along you list. Have We're to add that this. one, but but again, all right. So that to me is a that's that's, that's fair. The, that's the failure. This is a guy like I really think that that's how he makes his living, Jeff. Well, let's talk about Tony David's family dynamic. Okay. Um, first of all, is it ever a good idea to bring your family into the business fold? Oh, listen, family businesses always have their share of dysfunction. Right. However. They can also make the world go around. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, true. I can't tell you how many family businesses. Okay, so Italian culture and Greek culture mm-hmm. it just happens to be, you know, back east anyway. Um, you end up seeing a lot, a lot of people in our cultures who, you know, strike out on their own, especially in food. Yeah. Greeks especially. Coffee shops, pizza, pizza houses, um, you know. And we see many generations working and... Um, it's tough, but we've also seen it be very successful, too. Yeah. What so, do you think is the difference between a successful family business and a failed family business? Hmm. The problem is I've been watching HBO's Succession, which is an amazing show, yeah, but it has okay. totally corrupted my view of okay. family no, business. No, no, no. That's a great example because they say most family businesses, the third generation ruins them. Okay. That's generally the thing. And with Succession, it's you You had a father, It's I, I'm guessing who was totally absent as a father mm. and the mother was totally absent and vain and narcissistic. And we met the mother and then we're going, we do HBO succession here. So we're not going too far off of yes. bar rescue, but it, those were parents who did not provide the children with the tools mm. to really manage. So now it's like they went out and they partied and they had these like extravagant, like unrealistic lifestyles. I have a friend who's got a huge business and he's got two, two boys and that's all they've done. And now they're finally out of college, but they've all they've done is party. They've never worked. And now they he's he's on them like you guys kinda have to get a job. Right. They flirted with outside jobs and now they're just coming back to the business because they've nothing else and he's stuck with these morons. But it's because he didn't. So there's that what happens. The other thing that happens is they work them too young mm. and they burn them out. 
I've seen that with you know this business, the Carney business. I came up with it was a family business, and the kids were burnt out, uh, standing on cement in a factory since they were little. Wow. So all like had joints, ankle problems. Uh, Maria's got cousins that worked same thing. They had a coffee shop and the and they worked so young in the business that they actually burnt out. Mm. And uh, it wasn't that they 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 weren't they were hard workers young, but they broke them too young. So the key yeah. really is 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 from the ones I've seen because I'm always asking questions because listen I I'm I'm affluent and I'm looking into children now mm. and I don't want to screw up because and so I'm I've been asking around and 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 closely looking at people and it seems like the ones that you know push them in school um you know after school to either be playing a sport or maybe having a part-time job even I've known people outside the business like the Vince McMahon mm-hmm. you know he, I know he encouraged his kids to work outside wow the business and so I've seen a lot of that too um my mentor one of my mentors John Taffer I'd like to think is another one but another one of my mentors, uh, Andrew Lee, has a big clothing company, Jerry Lee. Mm-hmm. But his dad, he he went out and worked other companies Smart. for years to go learn. Like, oh, you know, and then you appreciate more. Plus, you learn, you're learning other people, you're learning new tips, techniques. So I think you do all those things. And then I think it's like you really, you set them up for success. And then it's their choice, mm. not that it's forced upon them. And then I think then when that happens, you know, the problem becomes... You, when you have multiple siblings, someone's going to be the star. Someone's going to be lame. I see that all the time. And then, you know, I get one of my neighbors actually is a big metal company, and it's one son is completely lame, play, writing music all the time, <laughs> just shows up, min, minimal effort, maximum enthusiasm. Oh, and, Danny boy. And, yeah, and the other one carries the business, but the other one is like they kind of accept it mm-hmm. and he's basically like just don't mess don't the that's kind of the best situation like don't come mess things up mm. but then you get the moron who's lazy who then wants more power and it's like coming up with the stupid initiatives and makes a mess of things right or you get the other the other sibling who's bitter because they're doing everything in the other one so that's where i think it's tough mm. it's this it's the siblings it's you know they all yeah. and and you you know and yeah, you, and you, it really comes to leadership. You need the patriarch and the matriarch to be to to do all those things I said. And then when they're in, it's really dividing up things, and you know. But it's uh, it's it's tough. But I I've seen so many successful ones. And you know, it's true. I mean, you mentioned the McMahons, and that's an example of a mm-hmm. family that they saved the business, in my opinion. Yeah, I think if that wasn't years ago, a family business, WWE wouldn't exist, right? Well, keeping it in the family is really what saved it i think yes because when they were when ted turner was doing wrestling you know he was buying he had more money than vince so he was buying all vince's wrestlers well his people were vince couldn't compete and then when vince finally made himself an on-camera character and his kids Mm -hmm. he was like hey we're we're mcmahon's we're always going to be here we're never going to leave so once they became the villains and the stars then it rebuilt the whole company. You know, I think that's what it was for this episode. And this is 100%. Because I I think it's the oldest story we can tell. You look at King Lear, which is a Shakespeare play about a family. It's about a king trying to deal the um, kingdom to his children. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Lion King's the same way. I think the story of a 
of a family trying to navigate the complicated dynamics of a business is so timeless. Yes. And that's why I think I latched onto this episode so much. I really enjoyed it. Watching Tony and his wife Danny's interactions was very interesting. And I was very moved by the introduction of his son Nick into the conversation, that yep. phone call. It all just really worked for me. I think... And I, and I predicted, I thought it was going to be a fail. I thought it was, I, did, I didn't expect it to go the way it did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and you know, I can see with Tony, you know, there's a, I always say like there's two kinds of moron. There's the nice morons. Okay. And then there's the defiant moron. And usually the best bar rescues are the defiant moron. Right. So John has to break them. This guy was a, this guy was a nice moron, mm-hmm. but at some point he was a defiant moron. And when you have a defiant moron that leads... And then the people working for you are smart, which Nick was. That's where Nick just wanted to put his head in a noose, I think, having right. to deal with the defiant moron leadership of the father. Father's on stage singing, on the one hand, being completely lame, and then telling the kid what to do, you know, and that's probably why it wasn't working. Definitely. Well, we're going to cover recon. We're going to cover everything in this episode, guys. But I do want to quickly say, we mentioned HBO Succession. Yes. We mentioned some other shows. That's because we are the ESPN of TV talk. And every one of these hosts here, they have their shows they host for. But we cover hundreds of shows here at the network, including HBO Succession, with Kevin, which Kevin mentioned. Um, so we ask that you guys would subscribe to this or any of our other channels. If you're a fan of reality TV, you'll definitely want to subscribe to this channel. But check out our AfterBuzz TV Dramas channel, where we air all of that prestige. HBO stuff. Uh, Yellowstone, which I'm sure a lot of you guys watch, airs on that network as well. So we are here because we love television. We're here because we love you. And we're trying to bring together that Venn diagram of television fans and passionate commentary. And it all lands here at AfterBuzz TV. So please subscribe to this or more of our channels. And again, we've been looking for those iTunes reviews. So give us those five stars on iTunes. And I will read your review on air for this podcast. Let's talk about... um, one thing I thought was really interesting here was that for Recon, we brought in Taffer's friend Amy, and we showed the flashback of this yeah, crazy yeah, no, the, fight. He, he's, he, the, he's from Israel. Yeah. He was hardcore. And, um, okay, this was this was okay. So this is why great, not good. That guy was gold, and we didn't really use him. You're right. That's a good point. He just came in, and, you know, he had a couple things to say, and that was it. But he's, like, an amazing character. But how much does You're, it say about John Taffer? that they're friends now. If anyone ever doubts John's sincerity, he was like, I brought in my friend. We had a rough start, but he's someone I love and respect yeah. now. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, well, I think that's the bar rescue way. Yeah. It's 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 just the military. Right. It's You've true. You've got to go through basic training. You've got to get broken down and rebuilt. If you're not going to buy into that, then it's not it's not going to work in the military. But it's, it's like when a sergeant is hammering a... A cadet. It's not right. It's for to make the cadet better. But what I mean is that John has maintained that relationship. Yeah, because I think it's well, easy. Ken, it's easy to be skeptical as a viewer when you see John at the end. Hey, you know, are we friends now? Are we buddies? It's easy to just assume that maybe this is just for TV. But it seems like John. Yeah, John's a real man. He's and a real man. I Meaning, like real man, real men. It's like, you know, you don't you don't hold those grudges. Right. You you, you know, it's like old neighborhood guys. You would fist fight, and then the winner would buy the loser sandwich clean him up yep you know what i mean like that was the old school way and that's where john is from it's not this like petty i'm gonna you know i'm gonna fake friendship or fake friendship yeah is like your generation or just i'm gonna hold it against you the rest of your life right like a hollywood thing like no it's 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 impressive and i really appreciate that about john uh most horrifying moment of recon for me glass in the ice 
So you could kill someone. Yeah. Bad, but bad, again, bad. again, again, that's why I think good episode, not great. I've seen it before. The place wasn't that bad. It wasn't. It was just a guy that just, just again, just didn't know what he was doing yeah. and just wanted to be on stage singing, which is, you know, which is why the Bar Rescue updates will make sense to everybody. Totally. Um, it just, he just, it just sounded like, and I, I recently just stopped a cousin from exactly what happened to him. Mm. I have a family member. Where the landlord was trying to do this to the family member. Hey, you know what? Why don't you just take over? You can have your own business. You'll make so much money. This is how much money. And and she almost bit. And uh, and uh, my Maria and I, my wife and I, we went. We thank God we were home and met with the people. And we're like, no, wow, you're not doing this. Like, but that's he got talked into it. Like, yeah, now you can sing every night and you'll make tons of money. Woof. Right. Close call. And that's what happened. Well, um, interesting I mean, that's how this bar, you know, that's how the bar, Right. remember that part. It's not like he had a dream to open a bar. He opened a bar years ago. He was a singer at this bar. And the the landlord evicted the other person. Goes, hey, how about you? you? Yeah, you take it. You get it. Okay. And, you know, again, being a, not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. Right. Which I don't knock him for because it's easy to exploit. Hey, I'm older. And instead of trying to get gigs singing, I can sing every night. Make mm. my, I mean, like on paper. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, it's uh, you're, you're not a type A person to be able to handle all that. You know, and while we're discussing the culture of this bar, I do want to quickly ask you, I feel like even from the start, this bar didn't really have an identity. He didn't, None. first of all, he didn't know what the word bistro was. No. But was this was this a bar? Was this an upscale restaurant? Why is it at I, a strip mall? I, I, Why is there a horse on the title? Wildfire Bistro with a horse in the middle. Very. I was so confused. Confused. And I will say we'll get to it. Not sure this renovation really got where we needed it to be for what the bar is. So, I, so again, you, why is this a great episode, Jeff? I think, again, I think here's what it is. Do for I me, have Kat. to have J-Lo bring out a clip of Wonder Bar again to show you what a great episode <laughs> I was. Is. I think I was impressed by how they cut this episode together. I think from a TV production standpoint, I liked this episode. <laughs> Kevin's rolling his eyes. I think because they did a great job of taking what they had and elevating it. Like, I think the usage of Mia and Michael to be the enforcers, I really appreciate That was fun. The conversation between Michael and Tony, I really appreciated. I felt like the family dynamics felt real. They played for me really well. Um, oh, Danny boy. Oh, Danny boy. I don't know. I just kind of found it to be interesting. I liked the fact that Mia introduced an exercise in her bar training the second time rather than just... Yeah. Um, they're just interesting... She's, a, she's also just a great teacher. Yeah, she is. She's a fantastic teacher. Um... But I hear you at the same time that it was, we're ready for someone. We're ready for cheeks and bubbles. We're oh, ready for... Oh, yeah. Well, uh, okay. I also liked first when they admit, the bar did great for stress test. Love that too. I thought that was great. I, I hate the shows that cook. That's a term we use in the business, but mm-hmm. they just make... It's always bad. Yep. Like Gordon... We needed Gordon Ramsay's show to get to this show, mm-hmm. and I'm a huge fan of that show and a huge fan of Gordon. But I will say, you know, it was sit in the restaurant... Order something, eat, spit it out in a napkin. Literally every single time. No matter what. No matter what. Right. Instead of being like, hey, this is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But this is dirty or this is messy or why are you screaming at your customers? You know, It doesn't matter how good it is. No one's going to give it. So what I like about the, our show is that, you know, it, the 
Barr did a good job because totally. Nick was a, a baller. Yep. He was great. So it was like, hey, you know what? And I loved hearing that. Mm-hmm. And then even the kitchen was struggling, but then they turned it around too. Pretty quickly, it's one of the better stress tests we've ever seen. One of the more sec- loved it. Yeah, it was really interesting to me. I, I think I always appreciate when a show kind of lets me in like that. And for them to they they could have produced this as you mentioned to be a classic stress test, but the show has too much dignity for that. I they, like that. Yeah. yeah. So I really appreciated that too. And I also love they did zero in on the one weakness of this stress test, which was the fact that Tony didn't know how to plate the pasta. Yeah. I, again, <laughs> I think. I think Tony it was not involved in the day-to-day of this bar. He was not? No. I think he, he just bought the bar and said, I will be able to sing four nights a week. And but it'll it shows run you a manager does need to know the cogs. And Kev, I'll applaud you on that. If if you guys have ever been to our studio, Kev is not only you know doing admin, working on everything he needs to for the studio to run, but he is hands-on. He built these studios. Yeah. So it's I mean, where, where was why did we go up a little late today? Yeah, because it's the hardware store. Absolutely, and yeah, whatever. Bringing heavy heavy lumber in here to do something. Some of it flew out on the highway, but whatever. But it, oh, did it really? <laughs> yeah, but I got it. I ended up going back around and grabbing it. But yeah, no, you have to be hands on. Star Trek, Captain Kirk. Yeah, he knew every part of that ship. You have to. You have to. You might not be great at all that stuff but you have to know just enough well and importantly before you go on bar rescue you have to because they will roast you if you're a manager who doesn't know the ins and out he doesn't know how to plate the pasta he can't even make a drink they you're will. either a moron <laughs> or you don't care but they if you're the manager who doesn't know the ins and outs they will roast you on that show so you need to anyway but if you're going on bar rescue just take I'm a gonna, day i have to offer john see uh he asked that two-part question. Mm-hmm. I, think this, I think there's a third option. Because we've known morons who don't care. That's true. <laughs> or are you both? That's what I mean. Are you both? There are plenty of morons who don't care. That's a great point, Kevin. So, it's a great point. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the, the, you have to know just enough. And, and I don't know. I, I don't know why pe- more people don't prep for anything. I mean, if you were going to buy a bar or a restaurant... I would be taking culinary classes. Mm-hmm. I would take some mixology. I mean, I would I would learn. Yeah. I mean, I listen. If we I we said earlier, I think we said earlier. With I'm thinking of having children, but I'm gonna take classes and oh yeah, parenting and and and, and babying and whatever it's gonna take. Lamaze. Yeah, all that. Well, not even that, but for us, for you know the just when that first year and how to care you know and, and I told my wife she laughed at me I'm like what? of course I'm gonna like why would I don't understand it's obvious why wouldn't you right you know pre- just prepare to try to and then your life is so much easier afterwards oh yeah that act, that work at the beginning takes you really far right? so if you worked at the beginning of the bars and did this training yep you'd be you know totally alright Kev two quick questions steak fritter or steak frites because that was steak frites. He had no idea. I love that moment. Where he goes, "We got the steak fritter on the." Yeah. No. And Michael's, "What? That's yeah, never existed." No, no. Second of all, if you saw that someone was walking out food and it hit those plastic flaps, would you send it back? I thought that was a really interesting. I couldn't tell if that was cooked into the show or not. I think you should send it back. Yeah. Yeah. That's gross. It was kind of gross. You don't want your food touching anything. I'm glad they took those down for the renovation. No, they're nice. They're very attractive. Yeah. <laughs> you liked them. Yeah. The, the would- car wash. Well, I think the idea was some cheap ass was putting them there to keep the heat from the kitchen outside so it didn't uh, interfere with the AC. Yeah. But come on. 
You, that's why you you do you put you probably do a swinging door. Yep, that's insulated. You know what? Even you can do, and you might disagree with me here, Kev. But a lot of like hole in the wall Chinese places will just have a curtain, right? Curtain's fine. Yeah, it does the job. But, but you also have to. But when you have a lot of rushing and a lot of people, yeah, you, it's true. You you know slide yeah. maybe a curtain with a split so you yeah. can go through. But even still, like it, I don't know. You don't want to touch the food. It's a good point. Um, well. As we mentioned, they got their SHIT together for the stress test, mm-hmm. and um, credit to the show for acknowledging that. Set them up for this really interesting heart-to-heart, real family stuff going on here, yeah, I thought. Yeah, real deal. And um, this leads into our renovation. The Prime... Shoot. It turns into the Prime. prime the Prime. Bar. Just the Prime Bar. Yes. Prime Bar. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about the new name. I don't know about the new look. I don't know about the new feel. There were things I liked about the renovation. But overall, it was almost. It's almost a lateral move. You know, it's funny. This is the we've seen a couple of these houses, these rescues where they've turned them into almost Ruth Chris, poor man's versions of like a Ruth Chris steakhouse. You know, yeah. some of these high end steakhouse chains. Yeah, I feel like, you know, because it's four days and and because. You know, these bars are limited. Then they don't usually have a high end clientele. Right. They, you know what I mean? So they, they come up with the, you know, Bar Rescue will come, and John will come up with the poor man's version of these places. And I think this was one of them. The one thing we should note, though, Jeff, which we didn't bring up, I don't recall Bar Rescue where the median salary of of that area, $123,000. It's so true. That crazy? Wild. Aurora, Colorado. So, yeah. So you know what? Like, you're, you've got something there, but I... Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I I don't know if I still don't think that they could. Um, uh, I I still don't think we could be p- pumping out the high end quality food. I don't think that the restaurant or the people were there to to put out the high the quality of food that they need. Like, Copy that, like ribs and fillets and things like that. Prime rib. I I don't see it. Yeah, and and it's just a question of who is this bar for? I mean, I like it went from. Um, Okay, nice bar to a nicer bar. Yeah, but uh, you know that's for me not what I'm looking for. Um, let's should, we should go right to the updates. Yeah, speaking we, of, we took a lot of time at the beginning talking about. Let's get into our bar businesses. rescue updates. Um, so we were talking about this bar might not have had the identity it needed to to succeed. Uh, let's get that drop, J Lo. I see it's queued up. Um, so unfortunately, we are five for six on closures. This is, it's closed or no, he sold it. Oh, let me see. John Taffer decided to change the name of the Wildfire Bistro to Prime Bar. The owner, yes, thank you. So it's not, okay, that makes me feel at least so little, I will give. I went deep on the update. Okay. So here it is. Brief us. So he, so he sold the bar and then the people who took it over kind of did the same mediocre job mm-hmm. of providing service. So it seems like from the review there are some positive views because they like Tony and they I think that some people who like the music there and then the negative reviews were just the food and an apathetic staff Mm. Um, and the new ownership that came in is still provide is still being lame and providing the same apathetic stuff this is one time where I don't mind Tony selling like I hate the I hate the scumbag owner who uses John and Bar Rescue has them re- redo the bar and then goes thanks bitch and sells it. I hate that. The ones that do it that I don't mind are the ones who really are inept. 
Like, he was a nice guy from a nice family. He really got, I think, suckered into yeah. buying this bar. And then I, I do not think he, he is equipped to, to do what it takes. I mean, just by the way he was dressed. John's, and by the way, I love, we, John went at the flip-flops in the other episode a few weeks ago. I love when he said, you put more time in your outfit. And classic. By the way, in filmmaking, you know Brian Grazer? Mm-hmm. First thing he does is he'll look you head to toe, Jeff, like he would look at you and see how you were dressed. Wow. To see if you, and you know what he's looking for? He's looking to see how little time you put in. Oh, interesting. Because he wants, he wants, he is looking for the guy or girl that's putting everything into the movie. Wow. So when you're a guy like that, there's a way to be, I think, even dressing that to be, you're on point, practical, ready to go, but when you are so excessive like that with your your appearance even though it's sad because the world is so shallow you can get by like that right but you're not a worker and john called him off for that so anyway for him to sell it i'm totally okay with i'm so glad john these were nice people i'm glad john was able to fix the bar right it totally made it so he could sell it and get out which he did. That's a fair point. And so, you know what? I don't see this as... I think it's that is an, it's another bar rescue success. Okay. Because nice guy, sucker to take the bar. John totally saved his ass. Now he got out and he can go sing and, you know... Live get, his life. Yeah. The only thing I didn't love was after the makeover, he linked on his Facebook a post, Wow, what a crazy week we had. We are still in recovery. This was the most draining experience I have ever gone through. I am so glad this is over. Good Lord, make this stop. Yeah. Well, again, when you look at the outfit yeah. and you look at all the time into the hair, this is not someone who's ever who's worked hard. It's true. I mean, in singers, like, no offense, most singers, you know, like, they're night owls. Right. They're, they're like, it's like 10 to 1 in the morning, then it's drinks and stuff after, yep. and then it's like they wake up at 5, 6 o'clock. I mean, they're not... It's right. not workers. So for this guy, that was the hardest week of his life. That's you know what I point. say when people say that, though? What's that? I've never had it like that. Well, you know, I've never, I've never in my life had to. You've had a pretty damn good freaking life. Yeah. You've had a damn good life. So I don't think that, I think you're reading in too deeply. Okay. I think it really was hard for him to just have to work and show up. But I'm sure he was grateful because he was a nice guy. He just, he's just not a worker. Totally. And, and not a barman or a restaurateur. Well, and next week, by the way, I, it's I, we can't really give predictions because it was very generic. Yeah, it was hard to read. I couldn't tell where we're going. Well, please, the, can we just pray to the bar rescue gods? We need just, a psychopath. I need a just a really good psycho. Thank you, <laughs> J Lo. You need a psycho too, because you're gonna. You know what? Like you, you're being spoiled seeing these family episodes. I gotta get you. I have to show you the real bar rescue. Oh yeah. Anyway, all right. So we gotta get out. Well, we will be here next week, of course, guys. We're here every Monday at two p.m. to cover this uh, episode from the Sunday before. The season is slowly coming to an end. I think. I think we have about three or four more episodes. All right. So so fingers crossed. Yes. Fingers crossed. Season finale. We're gonna get on a lunatic. And um, Jeff, if you like Jeff and I's um, rantings together. Please subscribe to our Afterbus TV Christmas twenty four seven channel. This is a passion channel, if there ever was one here, where um, Jeff, and I, Jeff and I host and produce uh, Christmas starts in August, which will be rebranded as the Six Months of Christmas, and basically it's a, our little you know kind of prep celebration of the holiday slash extending the ho- the positive aspects of the holiday spirit for all you know people. 
I love you know, it. Uh, as long as possible. So just check it out. Please do it. We will most likely be live at 4 p.m. next Monday after this episode of Bar Rescue. So subscribe to that channel. You can check it out. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, tonight is the premiere of Dancing with the Stars, and I will be covering that for the network. So make sure you check that out. Uh, Kev, how about you? I'm Anna Nagaro, and uh, you can check out the uh, Tomorrow Show. Uh, on Apple Podcasts and uh, at the Not Sam channel. And um, that's that's it for me. And just Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first. We're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.